We're live. All right. Welcome, everybody. Shave the Baseball Report. We're doing it on Friday this week. We keep making plans each week for a different uh, a different time. We got yeah. John Easy Cheese Ennis, former Major League pitcher, and we got Andrew One Tool Zyke, um, our guru for USA Baseball and somebody that probably should have played and chose he wanted to be a party animal at Western Carolina. You got to be excited who our guest is today. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So we're, bringing, we're going to have uh, head coach Alan Beck. Um, and we'll introduce him in a little bit after we get through our, our quick agenda. First, I want to say thank you to Architect Sports for always being there for us and supporting everything that we do. And Advocacy Baseball Consultants, which Todd Friedman, Chris McKnight, myself, um, assisting kids to move on to the next level. Uh, so um, we got a really good camp coming this week. All our camps, all our USA yeah, baseball camps have been are good. But we have one of the best, if not the best, I think the best in the country. And uh, and Trent Mongero and um, Tabor, his son is running around with them right now. So uh, they're gonna get uh, they're gonna get a double luck with uh, with that. Uh, it is it's an amazing camp. Have you have you seen have you seen any of their what they mm -hmm. do through that camp, Sean? Have you been here when we've yeah. had them here before? Yep. Um, Fly on the wall. It is, man. They they the knowledge that these guys come with is phenomenal and uh, just engaging every every second is engaging whether yeah. it's them writing something down learning or doing new drills or just mm -hmm. listening so it, it you know i've known i've known trent for quite a while I actually met him probably 15, 10 15 years ago at the abca i won't say 15 probably 10 um and uh, has become a very good friend and Tabor actually lived with us when uh he was playing for the mooresville team mm -hmm. he was uh we um what do you call him host housed him but uh, great kid, smart kid, and he was great for Dylan because you know that kid was one he ate right. You know he wasn't out there, you know, getting whacked all the time or ever. And he's at eleven o'clock at night. We could hear him lifting in the garage, you know, or hitting off the tee. So, um, you know, Dylan got to see early on what it, you know what it really takes to, um, you know, if you want it, you know, these are the animals that are out there that are going to outwork you. They may not be more talented than you, but um, they're definitely going to outwork you. How hard did you work? The, the hardest yeah i worked i worked hard for real yeah no doubt oh, yeah. so we you oh, know yeah, uh, that's what i mean it, it's not the stuff you do when other people are around you know it's one of those things that's absolutely it's all the stuff you're doing when no one else is around that you that's when you get better you know that's where you you know you, you know you have to learn when you get there to an extent you know as you're young and you're going through it you have to learn but you start managing yourself and figuring out what the expectations are and how bad you want it mm -hmm. and then um you know i mean first thing i did was i dropped 10 or 15 pounds you know, I got, I mean, I got serious about lifting right. and getting into the gym and making sure that I was doing stuff all through, all through the off season and things like that. And, you know, and then at some point that just becomes your every day, you know, it stops becoming sure. something that yeah. it's just like, this is what my day is. It's like, there's no, you know, there's, there's no alternative to what I'm going it's, to do. It's a discipline because you, there's going to be temptation when you get to, you know, different levels that people are going to try to drag you out or make, you know, because, Oh, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to go I'm going to go hit. I'm going to go do whatever. And, uh, you know, you get mocked a little bit for that stuff, but you got to be willing to, to be different. Um, you know, my dad always told me, you know, growing up, it's like, you think you're working hard, Jeff, there's somebody working harder than you. So, you know, and you, so you're chasing a ghost, a good ghost. Yeah. Well, on the you know? pro side, the pro side was a little bit easier just because I, you didn't have to deal with, you know, I didn't have to deal with a college workload and then worry about getting my lifts in and all that kind of stuff. Right. So I had, you know, I mean, my day was functioning around, baseball yeah so whether i was getting there early to, to work out in the gym or you know like if when i was a reliever what 
you know, it, it was hard to figure out when to go and do your lifting. So anytime I had the opportunity to lift or do, you know, do whatever work I needed to do yeah. after a game that I had pitched in, knowing that there's a better chance I'm off. You're tomorrow, not playing tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, you just find ways to, to do those different things. And then, you know, it made it a little easier to be, you know, normal in the after hours and stuff yeah. like that. Well, you know, again, it, th that was a big, th that was a big separator for us in pro ball at that point, because, you know, strength and conditioning for us wasn't a big, in fact, we used to use spring training just to go in and get prepared. You know, mm -hmm. like you really didn't do a whole bunch. You know, you did something. You made sure you threw, you made sure you hit, but you weren't really like crushing the weights or anything back then because it was still that little taboo of, you know, baseball players don't lift. Mm -hmm. You know, they got to have long, lean, loose muscles. And, uh, you know, that's changed. So when we get Alan on, that's, you know, one of the questions we want to find out, like how important it is, especially when he's recruiting high school kids now, um, you know, does he have to look at the physicality of the kid? because of who they're competing against and potential physical you know so um you know that's big um abca man and i know you're not a participator and we bring this up all the time but for the period of time that we're in there it's fun i was ready to go yeah so you know i, I think this year was better timing <clears throat> than previous year like right when we were in chicago like we were just not sitting around but i mean there's only so many times you're going to walk the showroom well there was, there, we were in the middle of covid then too remember yeah. You know, yep. and then, you know, Sean and, and, and Andrew will walk into 7-Eleven to buy bourbon. Yeah. 7-Eleven. Well, Chicago, <laughs> listen, Chicago's, Chicago's expensive. So we're like, you yeah. know what? Spend $15 for one drink or 17 for a whole bottle. And, you That's know. That's a functional alcohol. Dude, and you know what? Sean, Sean, Sean Collins' entire world, right? Andrew was in one suitcase yeah. this big. Yeah. Literally, that's all he owned. He had a suit. Remember he had that white suit jacket? Yeah. It was all like, it looked like it was in his wallet. <laughs> suit jacket, like, beach clothes. Yep. It's like a Miami Vice. Oh my Miami god. It, 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 I mean that but that was a fun that was a fun trip. Yeah. And we, we got a we got a we got the Uber and it was I below zero with the it windshield. Was, it was cold. And our guy had like a t shirt on and sandals. And he was from India. Jeez. Yeah. So that was well, uh, dude, speaking of weather, did you see that uh that, that Chiefs game? Yeah. Miami and the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Below zero. Cool. It's supposed to be uh negative five, but with yeah. a wind chill of 30 below. Yep. Yeah. On Saturday night. Taylor Swift is going to be cold. Taylor well, just... Swift is going to be really cold. Oh, no. oh she's going to have a dome built by the <laughs> time. <laughs> She'll have it built. Dude, are you not are you not like engaged in that? Are you does that not like fascinate you at all? Not really. Really? No. Do I have an issue then? Like I'm like like I'm watching the whole thing like because oh. you know listen I do the same thing at night when it's time to go to bed I pick up the phone and I scroll through TikTok and yeah. and I look at all the funny stuff and that's on there all the time I like the fu the funny stuff I mean I like the the funny stuff about it yeah. I mean I don't care I don't. You don't care about Taylor Swift? I would like to see her. I got the pressure, I would man. like to see when they break up. I would like her to see her, like, buy the team and release him. Uh. <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan. There so you go. Ready. Let's ride. I got it. I got it. See, I got, I got the pressure. I got Taylor Swift pressure in the house, man. So Amanda's all over it. But my granddaughter, when we were down at Thanksgiving, I'm like, you know, you know, Elliot, Elliot, you know, you know, she's four. Like, you know, what, you know, what, you know, what can Poppy do? I mean, I want to do something with you. She's like. Get me Taylor Swift tickets, yeah. Poppy. I'm like, okay. So, you know, I don't know. I don't have no idea. I'm not paying attention to that, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'll work it out. I'm like, and my daughter's going, really, Dad? You can, you'll get, you'll get, yeah. I'm like, you know, we know people. We can see if we can work this out. And we can get into like a checkers game. Right? Like, <laughs> like a checkers yeah. We're sneaking, in, we're sneaking into the night, night yeah. stadium tomorrow to, to watch yeah, the checkers play. She's on a whole different um, Yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, um, but the ABCA was, it was fun. About a meeting. I, I just I like the Gaylord in Nashville better. The way the whole system yeah, flows, it you know, bad. it's I mean, it's huge. built for it's built for a convention like that. And, and you know that I think <laughs> the one in Texas is. I think the one in Texas is older though. You know, um, 
but it was big. Yeah, it was big. But the the, the better restaurants were in Nashville, and um, Nashville's just a cool town. And then I got to, I got the room Springer roomed with me. Steve Springer was you know he he crashed in. Snore, huh? Oh my God, man! I, you know I, I'm not gonna go the whole story, yeah, but he's got the sea acne. You know he's got the thing on him, and and, and 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 Spring, and he's one of my close friends. His head's this big, but it's yeah. like. You know, like the clowns used with a little red nose. Yeah. Like it's supposed to like go your face like this. It just kind of sits on his nose <laughs> a, a little bit. So, um, but uh, he is uh, he was he was fine. He's he he is he is he's a hustler, man, isn't he? Oh yeah. He talks to everybody. He tries to set up all his gigs and things like that. He's he has and he's got his little uh, wristbands. I I took it off. I shouldn't take it off him, but you know, and he's giving everybody out wristbands. You know. Okay, you know, good swag, right. man. Good Gotta swag. But yeah, he's uh listen, what he what he brings to the table as far as the mental approach to hitting is 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 pretty phenomenal. I mean, I when I played with him, he had the the old, you know, the styrofoam ear things with the, the walkman. Yeah, it was a walkman. Mm-hmm. And uh Tommy McCraw was the coach that he had with the Mets and and talked about the the mental approach to hitting and he you know, he he practiced it. We we were on deck. We were we were playing one game and um Spring was hitting ahead of me. So, and I don't know why he was hitting towards the bottom of the water, but he was. <laughs> so uh, I said, spring, you know, cause he's into this whole watching everything. I'm like, you know, what do you think they're going to throw me? You know, what do you think? You know, how, how are they going to pitch me? He goes, you're Jeff Schaefer. You get nothing but fastballs, dude. You're gonna, <laughs> gonna, you know? <laughs> so he, he straightened, he straightened that out pretty quick. Um, but uh, it was fun. I mean, you I, know what I, a soundboard is? A soundboard, yeah. Like you're a soundboard. Like I talk to you and you listen to me, or you ignore. No, me? no. It's like where you have like a, a board of like fifty like different buttons. Yeah, kind of like that. You have fifty, 50 different. Oh, for buttons. like in music, in, in well, a... yeah. So that's what Springer reminds me of. Like you press a button, he's going with this talk track on this. Oh, guy he's on this listen, talk track. It's. it's I, I've, I've known this guy for thirty years, and every time we sit down, he wants to tell me how you know the batting average is evil, and uh, you know, but you know, it's it's truthful. Like Spring, you know. You don't have to sell me I, on I, it. My, my boys repeat it. My <laughs> boys repeat it. He actually taught my boys how to get a free steak one time. All right. Yeah. So we were at the sure. restaurant downtown sure. here in Charlotte. It was like, you know, he's like, and, and Amanda was appalled. And spring, it, it, oh. it's a funny thing. It's a minor league gig, right? It's a, it, I right. mean, the man spent 11 years in AAA. So you're going to figure out how to get free food somewhere along the way. I, so he's like, watch this, guys. So he's eating a steak and, you know, half the steak and it's good. And, it's, you know, he's like, this is a good steak. Whatever he goes, hey, guy goes, get the, get, get the, the manager, please. <laughs> 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 he got another steak and they had that one paid for. So it's like brilliant. So Zach always brings that up when, uh, you know, we talk that about it. sounds like a Zach attack. When we talk, it, it does. It does sound like a Zach thing. Um, but so, uh, ABCA, good time. Going to do it again next year, Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. Yep. You better book now because those hotels in D.C. are expensive, yep. man. And that's that's outside of whatever the convention center is. Um, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll run up there. So you, I know you don't want to participate, but, but you know, it, it is, it is, it is, it is a double-edged me? sword. Are though. you inviting you, me? I am. Absolutely. It's a, it's a soft invite. But John won't go unless go. we fly. It's not a road trip. It's not a drive. Oh, he's got, he's got. Oh, no, we'll fly. That's kind of true. Yeah, that's kind of true. I drive to Nashville. No, that's only that's, that's six hours. That's six. That's that was insane. yeah. DC, it's still a good yeah. drive. That yeah, was a good drive. I'll drive anywhere to hunt, but man, you want to you want to put me in a truck to drive? Something yeah. like that. But it, it's fly. it's it's a double edged thing, man, because you see people that you know you really enjoy seeing. I met I met a teammate of Ross Glodes in high school. Yeah. And he works with Six Six Tool, which is John Rosen long, in that group, which is another end. phenomenal freaking piece out there. I out of everything we walked around, to me that was one of the most intriguing booths there yeah you know, that, the, that was good and i like the those wood guys 
Um, yeah, the Brandwood. It's Brandwood, called Brandwood. Yeah, yeah. we got yeah, some pretty was, cool. cool. We're gonna have new awards this year done, and they. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were telling me about that. Right? Yeah, really cool. And I bought two plaques for five dollars each. They yeah. were like, did you, did you give did yourself you, a trophy? Is that what you well, said? Well, yeah, it says Seattle Mariners on it. And so, he you know. signed it. He signed it. And, he's and, and I gave it to myself. Nice. I heard. I heard a comedian say the uh, yesterday. It's like, uh, yeah, man, it's been thirty years, and I, I went to my um, my high school reunion. Stops. He goes, I was homeschooled. <laughs> 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 so that that was outstanding, but uh, all right. So um, academy, real quick, um, so everybody knows we are. You know, we're plugging away. We're plugging away, man. We're putting it together. We've uh, we had good meetings down in in uh, in Dallas. In terms, you know, I don't know if that's the group that you know we'll do anything with, but the information was good and it's more affirmation. Like I said, I went up to Virginia and spent time with Jeff Petty in his facility. More affirmation. Um, you know, I see a lot of things starting to pop up on social media for Pro Five and P Twenty Seven and all these other guys. So, you know, that that's the arena that we're that we're moving into. We're going to be looking at the you know the serious player. We're balancing right now, John. Um, how young we want to go? If we even want to go young, post grad is 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 a big piece. I think with the portal and when we talk to Allen, that, that obviously that's a you know a conversation we have, which is about every high school coach. I mean, college coach that we bring on is is the portal. But I was telling you about the portal and that that college football player three three he's three on presidents. His third president three presidents he's been in college for that's amazing and he's, he still that's has, amazing he still has eligibility it, how does that happen medical red shirts extra years covid um i don't know you keep keep finding ways but I, I, that is amazing so that's a grown man yeah <clears throat> that's a grown man so these guys got to go ahead and recruit kids that are going to go compete against grown men yeah this guy started football it's like he, i mean you're, you're you're competing against a 25 year old you know, yeah. you're 18 years old coming in. So, but it's uh, it's going to be Pro Stock Royals Baseball Academy. Um, we're we're massaging that a little bit, probably the next couple of weeks. Um, it has to be in the next couple of weeks. We we don't want to get past the month of January and start to chase. But um, you know, our staff here is it's it's from big leaguers to minor leaguers to former college coaches to um, former college players. We have a strength and conditioning guy that's off the charts, um, and John DeZumba. Um, we have a, uh, a mobility expert and, and, uh, in, in Allie Faber, who's just, you know, Dylan's been to her. I've been to her, um, Salvino's a bit, everybody's, you know, she's, she's phenomenal. So our staff is there, um, you know, to do the right things and develop these kids and prepare them. So, you know, our thoughts and our conversations that we've had, John and I, is that we got to create our own portal. Right. So you got to take these players and you got to get them college experience before they get to college. So mm -hmm. you create you create your own portal by playing JUCOs or teams that have JVs um, and other academies like, you know, mm -hmm. like like uh, PDG and Pro 5 and Combine and all these other guys that are doing it. So you, you put them on a certain level that they're prepared to to move in because it, freshmen are not really going to get every opportunity. Freshmen aren't going to get as many opportunities as they used to get in right. the past to to play you know it's you you got to be in the right place at the right time and you better be the right dude and you better come in there physical you gotta be ready to go you gotta, I mean, be, you ready gotta to be, go. be ready to go right away yeah so um but uh yeah and then uh be curious to hear what alan thinks about the academies versus high school baseball um, you know and then i'm going to go up to uh frank leone's school uh mount st mary's the mount the mount um february 3rd and speak at their their 
like a first pitch or first pitch banquet or something like that. So that'll be fun. He's, he's, you know, like Alan that's coming on and McGuire and Tom Walter and Randy hood. And, you know, there's a lot of really good people out there that are, that are coaching, you know, coaching kids. And, uh, and Frank is definitely, you know, in, in that group. He's, he's one of my favorite people out there. You know, Zochi's great. Uh, Fico Condola. I mean, a lot of the guys we've had on this, on this program, you know, and that, that's the cool part about interviewing these guys for us is that we get to know a little bit more about them, mm-hmm. you know, other than they're just the head coach and we're picking up the phone, calling them about players. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, you know, you get a little bit more personal with them and I get to, I get to read everybody's bio and get a little bit deep and a little bit deeper, um, deeper with it. So anything else you got? We've got, we got our other camps going on with USA baseball. Yep. Catcher matrix is coming up uh, next weekend. And then yep. we have a uh, hitting camp after that with Chris Vasami. Yeah. So we got, we got the month of January is, Pretty much yeah, full pretty of much USA camps. baseball. January twenty uh, fifth. The Royals, uh, another Royals tryout. Another Royals tryout, right? And the Royals, are, the Royals are different than our than our our pro stock Royals. Mm-hmm. The Carolina Royals have been our alternative school for six plus years. It's morphing that. It's morphing into that. It is as we move forward, but it it's is. kind of the basis for for where the players are at. But they'll, you know, we got middle school, JV, and varsity uh, teams, and we play. Uh, well, we got a big announcement schedules. with that too. Yes, what you want to yes, make the big do. announcement? Yes. I haven't even heard of you. you middle it. school, yeah. Our middle school coach we're announcing today is Andrew Zeich. What? <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Well done. Congratulations, Andrew. I can't believe you did Congratulations. It. You, did it. you know, Andrew's going to, what he's going to tell us? Oh, I'm getting married I'm in, getting sep- married in September, September, so I can't really do anything because I got to go like look at banquet halls uh, and dresses and, yeah, you know, dresses. Yeah, dresses and, you know, food. I got to go food tasting and, Yep. So, but good luck, man. We'll be there yeah. to help. We yeah. will be there to help. Absolutely. We will be right there with you. So, uh, gear up, middle school guys. You're getting one tool as your coach, man. But uh, all right. So let's uh, let's let's bring on our our, our guest, um, Alan Beck. And I met Alan when he was first here at at, at uh, Western Carolina as uh, basically uh, Bali his first year back, and then turned into uh, an assistant. And then I'll talk about his journey here in a minute. But uh, head coach now at Western Carolina, which has been full circle for him. He has been, uh, he's one of the, um, one of the best players ever put on a Catamount uniform. If you go back and you look at everything that's taken place. I mean, he was a three time all conference player, twice first team. Um, and he was actually all conference player of the year. Um, Southern conference player of the year at that time in 2003. And that was the year that he was drafted. Um, three time SOCOM player of the week, uh, drafted in 2003 by the Baltimore Orioles. And, uh, went on and then had it had an injury which is something i want to i want to talk to him about because you know you have a coach that's dealing with kids that get hurt you know and you've been through it and somewhat you know that stops your playing career and you got to make decisions but how do you deal with you know the athletes that are injured right now because you do have guys out there that just like don't understand the emotional (laughs) an injury that's there the rehab part or the even the fact that you got to look at it and go you know this has ended everything I've dreamt of it, you know, dreamt of it being, but so, um, and then his, uh, he, you know, he's gone from Western, Western Carolina university as a, uh, as a volunteer, Oh, five to 06. Um, then he coached in the coastal Plain league. And I'm reading all this off the thing here, but, uh, the Thomasville high Toms, you know, one of the best, what's the, what's the best name in, in baseball right now? The motor boaters, the motor boaters. There's a <laughs> thing. <laughs> is that right um you know uh in uh university of tennessee director of baseball operations and then western carolina assistant then so he circled back to western carolina and then he went out to uh georgia southern um 
where uh, he played, he coached with an alumni from Western Carolina. Um, so he's, he stayed connected all along the way, um, you know, to Western. And then he gets the head coaching job after Miranda um, steps down. And uh, so his roots have been there. And it's pretty interesting now how he's circled back. And I'm sure it's going to be a big, big play for the alumni. But um, Alan, welcome, man. We appreciate you taking the time to jump on with us. Um, obviously, we got one tool here that's uh, that's a Catamount alumni. Go Cats. Um, John's University University of Phoenix. The U. The U. The, the U. U. Okay. <laughs> and I'm a Terrapin. But uh, so we, I appreciate it, man. So you, your playing career, um, you're from Fayetteville, and uh, well, I was born in Fayetteville. Okay, so, so where were you? Where were you raised? I was raised pretty much all over. We moved like 18 times. So you're military. Split. Yeah. And then yeah, that's right. I kind of figured that when I saw Fayetteville that you were. Uh, yeah. Fort Bragg. Yeah. So that's interesting because you have to, it, it's almost like you were in your own portal because you had to play on a different team every year. Every team, find I never, never repeated a team until I was 13 years old. My parents. So I would have to, in a good way, baseball is one of those sports that you're able to meet friends quick, you know, and yeah. especially if you have some talent. It's funny how people yeah. like you more. Sure. But, uh, every year it was uh, coming down. I'd stay back with some people, finish all stars up and then move back with move with my family. You know, so, Okay, so where where were you? Where were you when you were recruited, were being recruited? Where, where, where were you living? So I grew up in Hudson, North Carolina. South Caldwell okay. High School, Caldwell County. Um, parents split up. I lived in Kernersville, which is also a really good baseball area. Mm-hmm. And then was lucky enough, was really upset when I was leaving there, but was lucky enough to go to an awesome baseball area in Caldwell County uh, with yeah. a lot of tradition, a lot of pride. Played for a great high school coach, Fred Lanford, who passed uh, two Decembers ago. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think he's in the North Carolina Hall of Fame. He might be in the South Carolina Hall of Fame. Um yeah, he's all-time wins leader at one point, I believe. Uh, but yeah, so I I grew up in Hudson. Are you a, were you a Legion Legion guy? Legion loved it. Post twenty nine, yeah. had you, you took pride in playing for your county. Um, you know, when that I was, was a freshman, places to play Legion ball in high school. That was awesome. Yeah, we we did County Mac, but yeah, I mean Legion baseball in North Carolina has been it's been huge forever. I mean the actual World Series has been held here in Shelby. Yep. Yeah. Um, so all, all everything like north of uh, of eighty five on that side, and then when you start to get further like down into, um, you know, the Winston Salem area, and then you start to fall down into that's all, it, it was all like rural baseball. It was all country baseball, really. Um, yeah, nine inning games. It was back yeah. before the college kids could come back and play, so you you actually aged out at eighteen, I believe. Um, but it was it was real competitive, and you know, back in the day, we played in front of great crowds, and we'd have. 800 to a thousand on a Tuesday, you know, everybody coming in, the visiting team coming in. And so that, I think that got me ready for, you know, college a little bit, having some pressure and playing, you know, playing good baseball, good competition. You know, Steely, Ross Steely talked about that all the time when Ross was here about, you know, Legion and Rowan County and, you know, kids would go to the game as it was like going to a big league game. And you're like, I want to wear that uniform, you know, at some point. Um, and they and they aspired to uh, like high school football in Texas, dude. I wish I would, yeah, exactly, exactly. Friday Night Lights, right? You know, but I mean, I, I, I honestly, I'm you know, we've said this before, and I'll repeat it because you're here, but you know, I'm not a fan of this showcase travel thing, we never were. It's just a space that we have to operate in. I am a fan of you know, because we did the same thing growing up. I played in Connie Mac, you know, and we played all different towns and areas of Connie Mac World Series, and 
we ended up going to the World Series and winning it. But, you know, that's fun. I mean, you know, competing, you know, inside your group and moving, you know, like when you're growing up, when you're growing up in, in your hometown, you're and you're 9, 10, 11 years old. Your travel schedule is to go to the next block and play the kids that live on that block. Right. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to get down. We're going to go and, you know, we're going to go down to Florida. We're going to go down to a perfect game. I mean, you know, like there's people going down to Florida right now. Mm-hmm. That a nine you like uh, there's a PG there's a thirteen U PG event. Is there thirteen going on right now? Yeah, there's a thirteen. It's a PG everything. We did drink their liquor the other night, didn't we? Though, Andrew, they had a big banquet there at the ABCA, and we stepped in there and open bar and PG. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting something out of them. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but uh, so you know, so you travel through this whole thing, but you know, when you were when you were at. Um, Western, you know, as a volley and then back as an assistant, the tradition of coaches there pretty, pretty thick, you know. Oh, yeah, talking about Jack Leggett, who we honored at our home play gala, uh, which was a phenomenal night for us. Um, uh, Keith LeClaire, that uh, he he died of MS, right? I mean, he went on to ALS and he went on to um, uh, ECU and did a a good job there. Backage played for him, I believe, that's uh, that's at Maryland now. But so there's a tradi- tradition there that someone has to be followed. Can you explain what that what that tradition is as for a, a coach? Yeah, no, I mean, it's um, it's one of the reasons I came here initially, just the winning tradition that was built. Um, Bill Haywood was the first real great coach. He turned it over to Jack Leggett, to Keith LeClaire, to Rodney Hennon, to Todd Raleigh, and then to Coach Mo. Um, you know, and to be, I think I'm the 11th all time, uh, which is – pretty good too when we've had baseball as long as we've had but you know to be mentioned in those names is kind of surreal like it doesn't I don't feel like I'm near as good a coach as any of those guys you know so just trying to win trying to keep the alumni happy but you know the unique thing about me in this job is I spent seven years each under the three previous head coaches so I worked with Mo for seven years Uh, I was with coach Raleigh seven years as a player and a coach and then I was recruited by coach Hennon he left the year before I came in and then, but I worked for him for seven years at Georgia Southern, you know, so it was a lot of that. And then, you know, coach Leggett's been great to me um, since coming on, we do a Leggett legacy that coach Miranda started that the most deserving player every year wears number seven, uh, which is pretty cool honor. Just everything that he embodied as a person, player, coach, um, so that's um, that's been really good, but it's it's a it's a great list of names to be a part of for sure. So yeah, big big shoes to fill, but you are you know you come from that cloth. I mean, it, we got the right pedigree. The right pedigree, man. I mean, you have you know you have it's amazing because you know look at coaches right that are at that are OGs now, like you know old guards at uh, in Leggett, um, in Todd Raleigh. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Keith when he, when he was alive, but if you look at that tree, how many guys that have played underneath him that are, that are in the college ranks coaching, mm-hmm. you know, that have stayed in the game and fallen in love with it. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, if we, if we had, if we had your wife, Kim on here, she would tell us what the, you know, how, you know, how rough the journey is as a, as a volley to an assistant to no money. And you got to go home every night and look her in the eye and like, this is going to be okay. And this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, She was the breadwinner. For the longest time now she just the she uh she rules the house so but no I, you can't I, do I, it without a supportive spouse i mean it's, i had i had a, i had i had a a bread taker in my first marriage <laughs> 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 yeah 
And uh, but no, sorry, Kim, you're you're a good lady. You are. You're a good mother, so, man. I, I know she's not listening, but just in case, <laughs> yeah. I'm covering my tracks real fast. Um, so now you know. So now what? Uh, it's it's like panning for gold. We always say, right? You know, you, you, you stick the thing in the sand and you shake it out and you keep nuggets. So everywhere you go, you find a nugget. So, you know, what nuggets are you bringing forward with you as far as the coaching staff and what nuggets have you gotten outside of, uh, outside of being at WCU? Yeah. I mean, I think you just learn stuff as you go, as you go along. I mean, you know, every person that I've worked underneath, I've taken something from whether that be their strength or, uh, just the experiences uh, along the way. Um, you know, I think going to Statesboro and being with Coach Hennon, I mean, he's one of the longest tenured active Division One head coaches. I think he started in 1998 as a head coach. He's been at Georgia Southern 20-plus years, which is almost unheard of. Hmm. Um, we had a lot of success. He's won 30 games in every season but two in his entire coaching career, which the – and what – you know, and just learning from that, watching him work day to day, uh, it's, it's not like, and you guys know, but it's not like you go in and it's a textbook. It's just, you kind of pick up stuff as you go. And, and really you get to watch the success of those that, that have it. But, you know, from him, the consistency, the grind, the punch, the clock, I mean, it was every single day. Um, he kept me on my toes, kept me ready. You know, what, what do we got today? What do we, you know, first, you know, first one in the door, last one to leave, uh, humble. Um, but then, too, you know, we got to host a regional um, in my last year there, which was really special. And um, just seeing the work that went into that, that team didn't have one drafted player on it. Uh, that's kind of the beautiful thing about the portal because we lost some guys, but we were able to keep some guys, too. Some guys had longer careers. We had a good nucleus, and uh, we were able to stay together and, and have that special year that you used to have when you had seniors that stuck around. And um, so, so that was good. You know, coach, coach Mo, he taught me how to recruit more than anything, what to look for. You know, he, he, before he got the head job, he was a great recruiter in the ACC for 18 years. Kind of showed me to, when you go watch somebody, you don't necessarily have to, they don't have to be ready yet, but you want to pick the guy that's not quite there that has a chance to be even better than some of the other guys, whether that be, you know, a lanky body or a loose arm or loose actions. Uh, so he gave me my first shot to recruit. I really had no experience outside of Young Harris Junior College. One year probably went out 10 times total, you know, so I had no idea what I was doing, but he kind of held me under his wing and, you know, made sure that um, I had the kind of some of the experiences that he had, you know, I, I learned from and uh, and he gave me complete control too. Like where if I come back with somebody and say, Hey, Shafe's got a guy or he's got a guy. And he's like, all right, let's off, you know, let's go, let's, let's get it. Um, you know, and then coach Raleigh grew me up, taught me how to be a man, everything I still like and know about hitting. I learned from him uh, as much as the new stuff has come along. I still go back to kind of what he taught me and um, just was way ahead of his time with hitting and still is. I can call him up and I can have 15 minute phone conversation with him, have one of my guys figured out, you know, like, yeah. uh, and he's, he's there for me now full circle. You know, he comes to a lot of the games, he, you know, and he's able to tell me the good and the bad, you know, and, and that's what I need to hear, not what I want to hear all the time. Right. Uh, so he's been outstanding. He lives right across the street, you know, so, 
He's, well, his, he's very uh, Cal, Cal's proven it that you know that oh, yeah. Todd knew what he was talking about. You know, he's put that's that. Right. He's done a great job, and you know, with the with the Mariners, and he's gonna he's gonna stay in the league for a while. Um, yeah, I saw where he was ranked top ten of catchers on the Shredder the other day. So yeah. that's, that's uh, uh, but he's you know he was our bat boy. So like when and I don't know if I got a picture of him in here, but like when when I was playing him, mean, he would he was my son's age, you know, he was hanging around, taking BP, you know, getting cracked on, getting fucked, you know, you know how it is. They get thick skin quick when sure. they're around the dugout, you know? Yeah. So our, uh, my, my, um, my clubhouse kid in double A is Mike Schilt. Oh, nice. So, yeah. and we've, we've been, you know, we've been, it's like family. I mean, for, I mean, how many years ago is that? That was 82, my first year there. So do the math, Andrew. What's, Hurry up, man. 110? 115 years? Yeah. 120 years ago? <laughs> See, he went to Western. Yeah. He went to Western. He's, he's yeah. brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Um, What's so, the one tool, by the way? What's the tool? Uh, <laughs> Plus pop or what we got? He's, he's got nice calves. Yeah. He's got really okay. nice calves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Something, yeah. It's, it's like a family trait. They got these amazing <laughs> calves. They're big, they're, 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 they're big body humans, but they move like cats. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So. That's, yeah. that's cool. Actually, you know, to defend Andrew a little bit, he 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 probably he, I know he could have played. He just chose not to after at that at that point. Um, yeah. he could have played in the college level. He was a good player. He was that quiet guy. Never said much. Just did it. And at the end of the season, you look up and numbers were solid. And you know, yeah. he wrote him in the lineup every day and didn't even realize it. Um, 100%. So, you know, real quick on, on the coaching. I mean, so you've been around all these 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 legends, these old school guys. Um, do you see a change in in some of the uh, the approaches to coaches these days? Uh, and I mean, because you're talking about, you know, first in, first out, and everybody's worried about, oh, you're overworking somebody or you're, you know, you're pushing them too hard or, uh, you know. Yeah. But the human is still the human, right? I mean, it, regardless of how hard it is, you know, if you find the right guy with the right kid, that's you know that that never changed yeah no i, I would say not the successful ones you know i mean right. some of that have some success here and there but the longevity and the you know the continual good year after good year i mean all the guys that i've worked for I, I, you know i started with coach raleigh uh rick robinson who was a great uh coach at young harris junior college he's heavily involved in athletes in action now um, Coach Raleigh again at Tennessee, Coach Mo, Coach Hennon. I mean, those guys, they grind. You know, I mean, they, some of them are better office guys than others, but they're all great field guys and they all care about the kids. And, you know, my staff's the same way. I got a great staff. I mean, I couldn't have picked them any better in year one, especially only knowing one of them um, from the beginning. Um, and I think you know his father, Jeff Cordy. Yep. Um, I think his dad was from up in Long Island area. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, I, I, he came with me from Georgia Southern, but our pitching coach, Derek Beasley, he's got a good track record. He's done a really good job with our pitchers. Our volunteer, J.D. Mundy, played up to double-A with the Orioles, uh, played at Virginia Tech and Radford. Seth Graves, who was a leg at legacy, number seven here, um, played for three years, and he's he's one of our coaches. And then we got a graduate assistant uh, that pitched for us last year you know, that was actually at long LIU and then, but he's originally from Woodstock, Georgia. And uh, we recruited him to pitch for us last year. And then he stayed on to finish his master's degree and uh, help us coach. So 
So you took you took a Georgia kid and you sent him to New York to toughen him up, right? And then you yeah, yes, yeah. Exactly. It's exactly <laughs> how it works. They, I, I get the whole program. So I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. So hang in here, right? So yeah, and right. it's not in a good way, but you know you're talking about uh, uh, Coach Rodney Hennon. You know, I mean, in the comments, you know, you know what they say, and and this is this is important to me, and I'll explain after, you know, why. Um, but um, Alan Beckett is an outstanding coach and leader, but even a better person. Um, that's Coach Hennon. And then uh, Coach Raleigh, um, he's a high-character guy with a great passion for his university and for the game of baseball. You know, high character is, is, is critical. And then, obviously, you know, Jack, you know, you know what he said about you when we've been around in the past and things like that, just, you know, where you, um, you know, just you know, who, who you are, right? And, uh, you know, it, it, it speaks volumes because when we're dealing with our kids um, – whether it's through advocacy, whether it's through our teams, or whether it'll be through, you know, the academy and we go forward. It's just one of the most important pieces for me is know who you're playing for because you're turning your son over to somebody that's supposed to not only just make him a better baseball player, but more importantly, make him a man um, in, right. in the process. And that's Jack Leggett, and that's that's Coach Raleigh, and that's LeClaire, and that's, you know, those are the steps you fit in. And the reason that I say that is um, – my head coach at Maryland is Jack Jackson. He's 95 years old. And I talk to him every two weeks ever since I've, I've stepped on campus with him. It's uh, so that relationship is, is huge. You know, you know, he took a, a long haired punk from long Island that didn't get recruited by anybody and listened to my, my father and said, he could, he'll run, he'll throw, he'll field, you knock the bat out of his hands. Never saw me play a day and took a chance on me. And, um, <clears throat> You know, and I had no idea. I had no idea what the ACC was or anything. I thought I was going to the Army. But, um, <laughs> you know, he uh, you know, he was an inner-city Baltimore kid, so he had an edge to him. And we knocked heads hard the first year. Um, and now he's, uh, you know, one of the greatest things that's ever happened in my life, and that's coming through the game. So when people say things like that about you, that's, you know, the character and, you know, and the passion and all that other stuff. Those things aren't, those things just don't happen overnight. You just don't go on Google and figure out how to be a passionate coach or a good human being. Um, and there's a lot of you guys out there, uh, but there's, there's others that, that are not. So, you know, how important it is for you to build a relationship with the players once they get there as well, because the freshmen now have a tough time. Oh yeah. hundred percent. No, I think, um, you know, as, as an assistant, I think it was easier a little bit, you know, at least with my, the position players, because I would talk to them a little bit more in recruiting. I would talk to them a little bit more day to day. Um, as a head coach, I think you care about the whole, the whole person, you know, I mean, academically, I stay on the guys, you know, I'm, I'm if they have a bad grade, they have, you know, they're in my office, they're, um, you know, and then from where we're involved in the community, uh, you know, free youth camps, opening up car doors, helping out with Thanksgiving. I think that stuff's more important than maybe some of the other stuff that they'll learn on the field, just using their platform to help others. Um, and then the baseball stuff, like I, I can't, I can't exactly remember exactly how hard it was to compete, but I'd try to remember you know, when these guys are in a funk, I was there too. And I'll try to bring my own experiences. Like I pull out stat sheets from 13 games in from my conference player of the year when I was hitting 170 and 
thought I, my career was done and uh, that I was washed up, you know, yeah. and right before I got hot, you know, so, um, but, you know, you just care about them as people, you know, it's, um, and nowadays with the portal and the guys coming back, you're thankful for the ones that choose you again because mm -hmm. it's free agency all the time. And so like, even this year with the guys, I told them in the first meeting, like, hey, you know, it, it means a lot that you believe in Western, that you believe in us as coaches and that you believe in uh, let's make the most of this year. Let's, you know, because the pieces are in place a little bit more this year than they were maybe last year. And and I've done a much better. My clock slowed down a lot from when I got the job to the end of last year till right now. I'm a little bit more ready to be a head coach. And then you just try to get better each year, become more efficient and keeping the priorities straight. You know, my boys are around the field every day when we're practicing, wife is, and I think that's important for them to see, you know, and, you know, they, they all like it because they'll tell my oldest to come up and talk junk to me, you know, and then they'll wait for my reaction. And, and I'm like, you know, they put them up to it and they get the biggest uh -huh. kick out of that ever, you know, so. Do, um, does your wife tell you like you, she wasn't interested in you until you became conference player of the year? And she oh, was she, she was the 170 hitter, right? I mean, she was a cheerleader there. She was like, yeah. dude, you better get hot or you got no shot. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah. I, I knew that. That was my only shot. At, uh, I dumped everything into baseball, hoping it turn out everything. So far, it's been pretty good. It has. So, you know, let, let, I want to talk about your injury, right? You get drafted, uh, go in the Orioles system, um, go through the season, and then just before spring training or during spring training, did you hurt your wrist? Yeah, so um, my wrists were both bothering me as my senior year went on. They just they started hurting uh, my left one, especially my lead wrist. And uh, it had been hurting for, I don't know, probably since we started playing as many swings as you take in Meyer leagues and with wood. And I was swinging a big bat and I didn't have a contract. So then they you get the bottom of the barrel stock wood and I'm getting holding like an M110 with a huge handle and something. You know, I was more tapered, C271, 243, yeah. that kind of deal. But um and I, I can remember as in Bluefield as a 2-0 changeup from Chuck James, who ended up making it the big leagues with the Braves. And that was the final straw. I started my swing. I was going for the fences. And yeah. that thing took, you know, halfway there, uh, hit some breaks and tried to check my swing up. And it was like somebody shot my wrist, struck. And I ended up watching the next two, struck out. And I went out to the outfield and played that next inning. And, and I couldn't open and shut my glove. Like oh, something was... And then I took my, I went to the coach and be like, I don't know what happened, but I can't. Uh, Bluefield, West Virginia doctors, I'm sure there's some good ones, but they just, they casted me up and said, in four Bluefield, weeks, you'll Bluefield be ready to go. Too. Not many teeth up there. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I had a cast on, took my four weeks, went back to school to finish up and started training here at Western and uh, just, it just didn't get better. And then I went to spring training and they were trying to work with me, but I was taking like eight to 10 swings off of a tee three times a day, seeing the writing on the wall. Uh, and then, you know, they released me shortly thereafter. Um, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me in a weird way because they got me into coaching. And, and if I wouldn't have started, the GA spot was open here at Western. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know if I wanted to keep playing or whatever, but I went up to Coach Rowling. Coach Rowling's like, no, nah, you finish your degree, come here and start coaching. I was like, all right. So I didn't – I didn't grow up like dying to be a coach or I want to be a big leaguer, you know, I mean, I wanted to play baseball and, 
and it just happened with everything and the timing of everything. And then when I came back to school, that's when I met my wife. We were here undergrad together, but she went off to Clemson and uh, came back here, and it was just perfect timing. So two things, two things. You were you were a stud player, Western, a drafted player, and you had hair back then. I got hair. You had hair, so you were you had you were the trifecta. She, so you were a catch for her. Yeah, yeah luckily, luckily I got her while I still had some locks up top. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> even uh, though it wasn't very good, even when I had it, you know. So, all right, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, the recruiting trail now because we keep bringing up the portal and it, and and obviously you know it, it's a topic every time we get on there. There's certain things and because the portal is a big piece of you know the high school player looking looking forward and you know, the Juco and the other guy that's just for whatever reason, he's unhappy and he thinks that going into the portal is like this, this golden passage, but there's a lot of guys are finding out that it's not. So Western, obviously the philosophy years ago was, you know, we go get high school guys and every now and then somebody trickles in that, that would transfer or, you know, came out of a Juco, but there were consequences then to a transfer. Now there are no consequences. So, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're again, you're uh you know, you're, you're in a recruiting process inside of who you're competing against. It's not like you're a high school coach, you know, trying to grab high school players to come over. You're a college guy trying to figure out is the portal the right place for us to go? Um, or do I, or what's your strategy to the portal and what is your, what is your strategy to high school athletes? Cause I know you've taken, you know, a few guys that we know, and we know that there's others out there that, uh, that are going there that, um, so what, what's, what's your take on that? I mean, the developmental process of a freshman versus going and getting a battle-tested portal guy. Okay, so I'd like to first – I know you guys were talking about Legion ball before. Yeah. So when I came back here, I, I was a Legion ball player. I knew all the Legion coaches. We had a really good run in 2013 and 14, won back-to-back championships uh, at Western. And it was awesome because that was right when travel ball was starting. So they were starting travel ball – Y'all, the dirt bags, South Charlotte Pan, you know, like, and you'd go to one of those games and there'd be 18 scouts there watching the same game. I'd go to a rural Legion game in Western North Carolina and I was the only scout there. Or it'd be me and Mars Hill or me and you. So, like, then it's like, oh, Western's here, Western's here. And I swear, those two teams that we, or those teams that we were able to build together, I mean, it was amazing looking back on it. you know, they're more, more Western North Carolina kids, really good players, but it was Legion ball. Mm-hmm. I wish we could still do that right now, you know, fast forward 10 years or whatever. Um, you know, it's our niche here. It's a very inexpensive school with the North Carolina promise. Uh, so their in-state students pay $500 a semester for tuition. It hasn't decreased the value of the education. It's still hard. It's hard to get a 4-0 here. I mean, it's, we got grades. We had a 3-1-4 team GPA this past uh, semester, but our guys worked hard at it. And they're, you know, we got engineers, construction management, business. But the inexpensive school, that's a niche. That's a loophole. That's a mm-hmm. – so I'd like to stay old all the time, but we've made more of an effort to recruit the high schooler. Um like this year, I think we have we signed we signed a big class this year. We're losing twelve scholarship seniors, um, and we signed a bunch of guys. But it was all high school. We signed one junior college player and a bunch of high school guys. 
And with that, I know I'm going to pull whatever hair out I have left trying to get those guys ready and speed that process up for them. But with us here, if you get those guys and they're happy and then you get them for two and three years where they know the system, that's when I think you can make a run. It's got to match up right. Uh, with that said, we had two portal guys last year, two arms that have been – or three portal guys, two arms and an outfielder that are all going to play significant roles for us. So just kind of what we're doing is a little bit of everything. Uh, the junior college pitcher I lean on a little bit more um, than unless it's an exceptional high school arm because of the experience factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then – hopefully we're doing a good enough job with these high school guys when they become unhappy at another school, we're one of the first calls that they get back. So where sometimes, you know, years ago at state games, it'd be slam packed schools that have two people there a piece. And this past year, there were still a lot of schools and almost every school was represented, but it, there wasn't as many people. I don't think as there used to be. Um, I go to travel ball games. There's not as many people, as there used to be. There's still yeah. a bunch, but now those guys go watch CPL games. Yeah. You know, so yeah, for us here, the, the continuity of the roster, uh, trying to keep guys around, trying to improve them, work on their game. Um, that's kind of, I, I would lean more toward the high school position player, maybe a Juco guy here or there, a transfer portal guy here or there. But you know, if you keep bringing in freshmen, you keep bringing in transfers, the freshmen are never going to play. You're going to end up cutting them. They're going right. to go somewhere else, right. and uh, which inevitably happens anyways. The roster turnover uh, over the past, ever since really COVID, and the roster is completely different every year. You can't, you can't build it for three years down the road. You got to try to be as good as you can that year, and then reassess the roster the following. So the the portal is like for a coach. You're you're either a parent. And you bring in a freshman, and you're raising that kid through your program. You build, you're building him up, or you're adopting a kid, you know. And you're going to bring over somebody that you hope is going to be fine and 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 uh, you know help you win. Listen, I mean, you you have to win, you know. I mean, things things have changed. Oh, yeah. The finances and the pressures, and then being on TV now, as much as everybody's on TV, you know, it, it, you have to compete. You have to, you know, you have to win. Otherwise, you're not going to have a job. So it's, you know, it's different. There were guys years and years and years ago that just, you know, sat around for 25, 30 years and ended up with a below 500 record and nobody cared just because kids were coming to school there and it was admissions and everything else. But that whole, that whole dynamic is, uh, is changed. You know, the sad piece about this portal, you know, the way I look at it, Alan, is that I have, there's a text thread of all the guys I went to Maryland with, and there must be 25 of us on there different classes, right? Different years. But I mean, we've all migrated to this, to this text thread. Um, so there's an alumni base there and there's, you know, they, they're talking about a game here in Charlotte and they all want to come down and do a, a golf tournament and get together. And, and so, but that's going to, that's changing because yeah. the transition of the player, there's no loyalty to the university. There's no loyalty to the coach. There's nobody saying, yeah, I want to be a catamount, you know, forever. Um, you know, and I'm going to go there, you know, thick or thin and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's. You know, it, it's unfortunate. So my son Dylan is at Wilmington, um, and I love Randy Hood. I, he fits in that ilk with you guys, right, that that I have a lot of respect for as a human being and as, as a baseball guy. But, you know, we've had this conversation is like you're going in as a freshman, you might not play. 
dude, you know, you, you got to go in there and, and act like you're going to and play and work as hard as you can to play, but you might not play. But that doesn't mean that you're looking in different places. You know, now, if the coach is off his, off his rocker and he's not a good human being or something like that, or there's, there's some detriment in that area, then, yeah, that's a different story. But you won't find these guys that are just, you know, you're talking about Legion ball, right? So all these guys that you grew up playing Legion ball with, you had your starting nine since the time you were 13 or 14 years old. You knew who those dudes were. And then you had your role players. And then you had your guys that were just happy to be on the team. I want to be on the uniform. I want to do whatever. I want to be part of it. That, that's gone. That's gone. So, the, you know, the loyalty in college sports is it's 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 not there. So to you to build that culture, the alumni would be a big part of that. Correct. To come back and show these kids like, look, look at this base. Look who we are. Yeah, I'd love to show you a picture uh, of our alumni weekend last year. We had we we ended it on um, the third game of our World Series. And so we had wings, beers, potato skins all down at the ballpark and they we golfed that morning or they golfed i saw everybody off and then i went back but um it's incredible i mean the guys come back we probably had 60 or 70 the first year was a pretty good turnout say we had 40 45 this past year we blew it out of the water it was unbelievable weather um and that's what's special that's what i tell the guys too you know it's like if you go end up going to four different schools in four different years you know, saying every coach wants you to come back for alumni, where are you going? What friendships have you made? I mean, my best friends are the guys that I played four years with here at Western, not the guys I played one year with or the guys that played a year I was really close to and left. I don't know. Their names aren't in my phone book anymore. You know, it's like, um, but I try to get that in front of them and try to have those guys speak to them too. And we have, I mean, this past year at our alumni game, I want to say we had uh, like, three or four big leaguers that at some point or another, um, you know, probably 10, 12, 15 drafted players. I mean, there were some big names up and, um, you know, it was just really cool atmosphere and it's something I'll do every year. It's my personal favorite weekend of the year because I don't, outside of planning it, which is, you know, stressful and because you want it to go well, <laughs> you know, it's like all your buddies come back and it's like you're yeah. in college again one weekend. You don't have to do anything. My wife gives me the hall pass to hang out at nights, you know, yeah. I can't have fun during the day. But, you know, so I'm able to go and, and you know, everybody comes together. And the, the coolest part is like we had Tyler White who ended up making it to the big leagues years ago uh, for us. He was here hanging out with my friends like they had played together Yeah, and sharing stories and and that's your brotherhood, your fraternity, your brotherhood. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because in those awesome. in those environments, and and I hope I hope people listen and I hope parents share this with with the kids. It, it, you know, everybody's all, everybody's enamored by jumping out there and what uniform am I going to wear and what what division am I playing in and you know it, it's it's all baseball, baseball, baseball. But in the end, I just saw yesterday, um, uh, you know, all the you know what uh, Wilmington did. My son Dylan is down there, but academically, right? Like that's impressive to me. You know, that all that all these kids were, you know, three fives and above and four O's and, you know, the, the team GPA was X. You know, you got to you got to be very much aware that that's what you're going to college for. Um, and if you're a good athlete and you're going to be able to compete, you know, that's 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 phenomenal. But the whole experience that Alan is just describing is, you know, when you get together with all these guys, we never talk about what happened on the field. 
very, very rarely do we talk about what took place on the field. It's about all these things that happened outside, you know, on the road trips. And, you know, we used to go up and down 95 from Maryland down to North Carolina and all that. And we had, we'd stop at, as soon as we got across the border, we'd buy bottle rockets and we'd have bottle rocket wars out the back of the van. You know, those are the things we thought. About. You know, I mean, just things that you can't do today, but, you know, obviously. But the, but that's that's the piece that we're trying to explain to these kids. Like, you know, go where, go where there's a good human being running the program. Go to a good program and make sure that you're going somewhere that you want to stay there, regardless of the scenario. Because, you know, listen, you got drafted. I got drafted. John got drafted. But, you know, we're freaks in that scenario when you start to think about it, because it, it, the numbers are shorter now as far as minor league teams, right? No, there's not as many. The rounds are like down to 20. When I was playing, they were like 40, right? So you're doubling that. You've lost a lot of opportunity. So the reality of it is, you know, you're going to play and you're going to work hard to be a professional baseball player if you can get that opportunity because it's phenomenal. And there's nothing better on the day you drafted. Am I right, Alan? Like, holy cow. Oh, no. I remember calling my mom and tears yeah. in my eyes and just like, yeah. you know, just like yeah. the fact that you had worked so hard for something. You yeah. know, and then you finally got there. It was, yeah, it's awesome. And again, the other piece I tell these kids, I mean, the numbers are staggering as far as high school baseball players relative to the college baseball players. So if you get a chance to play college baseball, you know, it's a gift, dude. You know, they, the game, you, the game owes us nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, we fall in love with the game, but the game owes us, owes us nothing. So, you know, you treat that whole scenario the right way. And, um, you know, go back to Dylan. You may not play, but you're not, you know, you're not leaving there unless they tell you they don't want you here. You know, you have to, you know, you got to understand what you're building here and all these friends that you're standing there and you got, you know, you got your arms around in the picture. You hope that it's almost that same picture the next year. But when they take a team picture, you know, it's like a Juco. It's a new picture every year with, you know, with 20 oh, yeah. guys. It's, uh, it's crazy. So the chase the experience. So it's important for me when we're helping kids move forward that we're, uh, you know, that we know where they're going and who they're going with, because the parents are relying on us to help move them forward. But also in that process, you know, you don't want to put them with somebody that's just going to be abusive and make the whole experience bad because realistically these next four years going into college is probably the last for many. So you you want that, you want that end game to be special. Um, Yeah. And go go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just saying like with the, with the guys now and how easy access it is to get into the portal, you know, it's like, it's the exact opposite of what travel balls become where if you're not playing, you're starting a new team. So now these freshmen come in, well, you can't, there ain't going to be a team in the country that's going to start nine freshmen, you know, or three freshmen probably, you know, so it's like, you got to have some patience with it. And as long as the coach, like you're saying about your son, as long as they want you, you better be careful before you enter the portal or right. go JUCO shopping, or you might end up at a lesser program or a program that doesn't operate the way that yours operated. You know, a lot of, not that we do it at a hundred percent right here, but we try to do it for the right reasons for the kids, try to make mm-hmm. the experience good. Wish we had more money, wish we had a, a dome and everything, mm-hmm. you know, with the field. But like some of the guys that you keep on money and you keep around, you know, that, there's something to, I mean, you know, I, I'm not just going to disband a roster and just start whacking everybody, you know, but like some of the guys, and I'm not necessarily saying guys here, but just over that since the portal began, they think that they're destined for SEC, ACC when they were a part-time player at a Sunbelt or a SOCON school 
mm-hmm. and then they enter the portal. And I think the numbers are like 50 or 45% of them don't ever go anywhere. Right. It just ends, you know, right. like, because you can only take so many. And now with a transfer portal kid, you got to guarantee their scholarship for the remainder of their whole career when they come to your school. So mm-hmm. if you're not giving them 25% for the next year, if they're a freshman, you're locked into them for three years at 25%, whether and they're. But, but also, Alan, they, if they, if they choose to go into the portal, you have the option to, to cut their scholarship or lower their scholarship too. So if oh, they yeah. go into the portal and all of a sudden they say, Oh, I made a mistake coach. I don't want to really do that because they didn't get the love they wanted. You can, they can easily say, well, you can come back, but you have no scholarship or, you know, yeah. it's, you, you're going to be less, less of a, less of a scholarship. Well, it's like yeah. trading, trading in cars, right? It's like you're going into a dealership to trade in your car, like you're going into the transfer portal. Sometimes you go side to side, but most of the time you go down. That was the you longest lose. bathroom trip I've ever seen you take. It's a boy. <laughs> so, well, I mean, the, the program is yours. Um, it, it, it's, it's fun to see somebody that's been so attached to the program for so long. Um, one of the reasons why Dylan ended up down at, at, uh, at Wilmington is because Randy was there with SCAF for all those years. And, you know, he bled it. He was, he was that program. And, uh, you know, you're in that, you're in that, that same ilk and, um, you know, we're excited for you. Let me, let me ask you the, um, the Academy process that we're going through and talking about creating a portal, um, and getting kids more battle tested as high school kids, I'm expecting you to say yes. That's a good thing, right? Oh yeah, no, I think so, 100. percent And I'm, I'm being honest. Like I, the when it when it first started, like when it was 2020, I I, I just I didn't know about it. Yeah. You know, even before then, they existed, yeah. but it wasn't as mainstream. But you know, you're you're giving people opportunities without taking one of their years of eligibility away. Right. Basically, right? You guys are under 12 hours. And I'm sure they might be doing some college credits or whatever, but you know, you're getting them, you're starting their education, you're working them out every day, like pro ball, maybe even right. more so than like college ball. Um, and then you're able to help them develop. And then, you know, there, there's going to be a big leaguer come from y'all's at yep. some point, you know, I mean, somebody that nobody wanted that was a little underdeveloped, a late mm-hmm. bloomer, something, you know, that gets in there and finally starts lifting. Maybe their high school didn't lift a lot, you know, and, so it's a, a, a Butterworth. I, I yeah. use that kid as an example forever. More skills than I've, I've seen around here of a shortstop. Remember Butterworth? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just, yeah. Brandon was just like, he was, he was smooth, man. Um, and that was a kid that, you know, I mean, yeah, he went to A&T and, and they shut the program down and he fortunately got a chance to play. But, you know, that kid got bigger and stronger. You know, the sky was the limit for him. I mean, I, I yeah. literally thought he was a draftable kid with his tools. Um, you know, he had the, he, he was that good, but so, yeah, so that's, that's the path we're going down, you know, with, with the older kids and, and, you know, the kids that are, we have one kid that's already committed to Carolina that's coming. Um, nice. and we even haven't even blasted out, but you know, their, their idea was, okay, we got to prepare him to walk in there and already be ready to be a, to, to compete for a job as a freshman. You know? Yeah. So they put him into, they'll put him into our program. Um, and you know, Petty's done a good job with his. You know, Pro Five's got some some dudes coming out of there. Uh, Brian Clifford was, uh, yeah. you know, went over there. There, so there's a uh, it, it it is a trend, um, and I think it's a good one as long as 
you know, where they're paying their money, they're doing the right things, you know, for the kids. Yeah. As long as, yeah, the intentions of the people that run it are right. And you're going to work them like you'd want your son to be worked, you know, which I know right. y'all do, but you know, like I, I'm sure there are some of them that's just uh, a factory, a money maker. Uh, it's got to be just, properly. The money's got to be spent the right way. Yep. You know, it, it's, it, it, you're not doing anybody a service if, if you're accepting everybody into that kind no, of situation. No, no, no. You want the best players. You need players that really good are players, serious players, next level players. Right. Serious next level players that are willing to put it to work because there's accountability to when you're, uh, you know, your academic side and and your attendance side. I mean, you can't, you, can, you know, you see it too many times. Like, oh, I don't feel good today, coach, or I can't make it today because I'm, you know, I'm going on this little trip or something like that. That doesn't play, you know, and that does, doesn't play in college. No, so. it's like you guys were talking about earlier about like how hard you have to work to get there, and you know, part of it's just showing up. You know, yep. I mean, I mean, you know, with guys that are constantly sick or not, you know, they don't make it guys that are late for weights. I mean, I could go back and look at my disciplinary sheet, but there's a trend with that, with yeah. the players that aren't as serious as mm -hmm. the players that are, you know, and that's a way too to probably filter some of that out. I mean, you got, you know, I mean, you guys have a roster of 20, not going to end with 20, you know, I'd imagine there'll be one or two that thought they wanted to do it, but they weren't yeah. really that into it. They thought they worked hard, but they weren't even in the top third of the group that you guys end up having. So Right. There might have been one or two parents that needed to be released, too. Yeah. Know? No, <laughs> for sure. Well, listen, Alan, I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to jump on. I know we'll, we'll do this again somewhere down the road. I got one more uh, Oh, Andrew's got something? Yeah. Okay. What's in the water at Western? You guys are getting freaking these new cabin dorms. You're getting – I mean, the soccer team's good. Football team is finally good. Their band's always yeah. good. Basketball yeah. team's good this year. Their What's band. going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the band The band is legit. For years, people would go to football games just to watch the band. They yeah. do Mason's Day Parade, thanks, you know, all that stuff. All but, right. uh, no, so when I left, Western was terrible at football. Yeah. And then this year, we were a game away from making the playoffs. We averaged the most attendance in the Southern Conference, which was a little over 10, uh, 10,000 a game. And, um, yeah, they're good. I mean, Kerwin Bell is the head coach. He came from Florida, Valdosta State. Uh, our bass, our women's soccer team was the first undisputed champion of the league uh, since we did it in 2003 when I was a senior when you win the regular season and the tournament championship. Uh, they just cruised. I mean, they played Alabama tough in the regional. And our basketball team, I believe, is a 12-2 and two or 13-2. and 14-2. Fourteen and two after the win this week at ETSU, uh, they've got road wins over Notre Dame, Middle Tennessee State, and Vanderbilt. Um, Justin Gray's our head coach for that, I and mean, he's a Wake Forest guy, um, awesome coach. You know, he's great, great friend, person. Uh, but they just—I don't know—they everything's kind of rolling the right way. I got to give a hats off to the athletic director mm -hmm. uh, for some of the hires. He was my teammate, so we played together two years when we were here. He ended up getting drafted playing with the Mariners, so he's a baseball guy through and through. And uh, he made a lot of stops at a lot of different schools, but he's put together a good group of coaches, you know. Uh, and even last year, our volleyball team made it to the third or fourth round of the NTIS, which is like the, I guess, the NIT. Um, I don't know if I said that exactly right, but it's like the secondary tournament. And they, we had Southern Miss here. Um, so hopefully we follow suit and he made a, a good hire here too, but yeah. it's uh you know, it's beautiful. 
I mean, obviously they got yeah, Google Earth. Some of you, you need to go Google Earth, Western Carolina, because you're in a beautiful part of the country. Um, you got some nice golf courses up there, and oh, and there's casino. Oh, it's just there's casino. Yeah. So parents that want to, you know, come for parents' weekend, it's a good time, man. It's a good time. One of the best, one of the best pitchers we ever had here. The parents loved the casino, and I swear, <laughs> and we loved him, so we paid him. And you know, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure that they're like, "No, you're going to Western because we're going to the casino." Uh, but no, it's uh, it's 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 in a really good spot right now. You know, just with the money that's coming in and the the construction and everything going on. We, we recently redid our infield this year. We put down the Dura edge clay. Mm-hmm. We laser graded it. We rebuilt the mound. We're getting track man this year. Um, you know, we just trying to make improvements. We're working on fundraising for an indoor facility, um, some hundred by hundred manufacturing, you know, just so the guys can get their work in. We don't need it to look a certain way. I just want to have four tunnels and three mounds in there so we can, get in there and get some you guys run you guys run a golf tournament we, 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 we got the Charlotte tournament. golf mafia we come up there and we take every prize but we pay to play oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, that works I, we'll, we'll have you excellent 100%. we'll do it and we've got to go back to this alone we'll go to john we got yeah we got i'll travel for that there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but so well listen we are we're excited that you uh that you're there i know the program is is, is it's always been in the right direction but you know each year each new face is uh is 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 a positive step you've got great pedigree um i'm sure you have a ton of support uh from the uh from the athletic department and the alumni base and you know i appreciate how you've dealt with us and and the kids that we've uh you know we've called regarding and again we know with thick skin you know i mean sometimes kids don't fit sometimes kids do uh but you always pick up the phone and you always listen and um you know, you trust our opinion, you know, to enough that uh, you'll take a peek at them. And uh, we can't thank you enough for that. Um, 100%. You know, and then uh, so last thing and then we'll, we'll we'll go. So you got Eli and Easton. Easton isn't from the bat. You didn't swing an Easton bat when you played, did you? Uh, I did. Ah, so okay. we didn't know what Easton was going to be. It was going to be Easton boy or girl. Yeah. We just love the name. Uh, now, see the first? <coughs> Easton first? Easton's oh, the first? Yes, he's eleven so years old. Next one should have been Pine Tar, right? Yeah. Easton <laughs> and Pine Tar. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, we got Eli's middle name's Jack, so we got we got a little baseball thing in there, there too. But uh, they're eleven and five. They they yeah. love all the sports and and Kim uh, was a cheerleader. She was an athlete. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah athlete. Good, yeah. really good basketball player in high school. And luckily, my oldest got that from her and. And he uh, he's pretty good on the the blacktop, and you know just trying to. It's this area is a great area to to have a family and to raise kids, and um, just really excited about getting more involved in the community and and seeing them grow up on the baseball field and football and basketball courts. So, as as a military kid, it's got to feel good to have roots for your kids right now. Oh yeah, there's. We, I've been lucky in coaching. I've only really moved down to Statesboro and back. When I went to yeah. Young Harrison, Tennessee, I could pack everything in my Camry and yeah. just was mobile, you know, and then yeah. I don't want to move again for a while. So I'm hoping that this works out. Yeah. That's a pain in the, you know what? I mean, it's, it, we're just, we're still getting settled. We lived in student housing for over a year, closed on our house in November and it's still, there's boxes all over the place and it won't get fixed this spring. I know that because I'm not going to be much of help 
here in about another week until, you know, hopefully middle part of June or late June. Yeah. Well, congratulations on the job and uh, we appreciate you and we will, uh, we'll do this again with you. Um, right. Going down the road. Okay. So yep. thank That's you. Cool. And uh, go catamounts. Yeah. And invite us to the, invite the mafia up to the golf tournament. Okay. <laughs> yeah, We'll Where get we y'all up. Yeah. Just we'll let us know what the prizes are before we get there. Cause we don't travel for just cheesy stuff. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll okay. do. Yeah. Look, see, we don't, we, they see all these, these are, big time yeah, big time. So I need to come up with something like that for the prize and you guys are in, uh, I yeah. can do that. I don't know. All right, <laughs> man. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks, right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. And that was good, man. So, um, that's fun when you get, get rolling with somebody like that. That's, you know, I mean, it's just, he, it's full circle, right? It's, yep. you know, came through there, produced there, was a big time player there, was conference player of the year, a draft pick. Fortunately, an injury, injury hampers him and then comes back to his <clears throat> alma mater and then goes and gets seasoned and ends up being the head coach there. Hired by an old teammate yep. from, an, uh, from a school where, that head coach there coached at Western. Um, so pretty cool. Small world. Small world, the baseball world. So uh, that's it. You got anything? No. I'm Did good. you? Uh, the indoor clean. We're ready to go. Monjero's tomorrow. Monjero's tomorrow. Uh, yep. Indoor's cleaned. Uh, we've got a tarp system working out here on the on the oh, softball on the, on the, field. We yeah. got the weather coming in today, so we went out there and. Trying to organize how to do a three. Did that leak tomorrow. bad? Did that? Did that water get? It was. Uh, it was user air. Oh, it was. Yeah, okay. on our side too. Like we, okay. you know, we, we have a the, the seventy foot infield with the right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah, talking yeah, America. <laughs> America. America. Listen to this. America. <laughs> All right. So no, we just had we yeah. had the folds in the wrong spot, and then today yeah. we went in with some corrugated pipe and uh, and, and put it underneath so it creates a ridge line so that Got the it. dumps are are cleaner in the water. So you cool. engineered it. Engineer. Yeah, I drive a train. What? <laughs> you you engineered it, man. Uh yeah. yeah. Redneck and redneck redneck. 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 Redneck ingenuity. <laughs> That's a California guy trying to act like a redneck. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny yeah. told him we need tools and he's got his gloves on. He's ready to go. Man. Oh, yeah. Get some yeah. bagels. So we, we put a nice, nice turtle together, though. Yeah. We got, uh, good. I mean, how, how easy is it to move that thing? Super easy. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, even you can do it. No kidding. Yeah. 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 And that's only because I don't want to move anything else. I can move anything I want. I can move this desk if I want, sure. but I choose not to. So, so you could throw this football over those mountains over there. I could. Uncle Rico. I, could. I, had, I had somebody bet me one time out of a bar that I couldn't throw a, a golf ball. He had no idea what I did. And it was, it was like, you can't throw a golf ball over this this high wire down there. I'm like, oh, really? How much, man? Yeah, I put like $150 on. This was like 25 years ago. I'm like, watch this, dude. Hold my beer. See you later. Now give me my 150 <laughs> <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate it, man. We'll do it again next week. Schaefer Baseball Report. Appreciate you guys. Peace out.